Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Learning to Fly podcast. Today is World Mental Health Day, and I am excited to share today's poems with you, but I do want you to know they all address the topic of mental health, whether it is suicide or it is depression or um, so many other things, uh, some of which I'm afraid to classify just because... I may get one thing from the poem, but the poet may have meant another. Um, And I think today is a really important day to celebrate and to raise awareness for better conversations about mental health, less stigmatism towards it, and um, continued growth when it comes to making things more easily accessible in terms of help and medication and support and making other things less accessible. There was recently a story about Amazon basically selling suicide kits to high school students, and um, both are are getting to me in terms of how they were presented and what's actually true and what's not. So yeah, uh, today is a very important day, um, and I'm excited to kick us off with an Andrea Gibson poem. This is When the Bow Breaks. It's 2 a.m., The emergency room psychiatrist looks up from his clipboard with eyes paid to care and asks me if I see people who aren't really there. I say, I see people. How the hell am I supposed to know if they're really there or not? He doesn't laugh, and neither do I. The math's not on my side, ten stitches and one lie. I swear I wasn't trying to die. I just wanted to see what my pulse looked like from the inside. Fast forward one year, I'm standing in an auditorium behind a microphone reading a poem to 400 Latino high school students who live with the breath of the INS crawling up their mother's backbones, and I am frantically hiding my scars because the last thing I want these kids to know is that I ever thought that my life was too hard. I've never seen a bomb drop. I've never felt hunger. I've also never seen lightning strike, but we've all heard the thunder, and it doesn't take a genius to tell that something's burning. The smoke rises between us, forming walls so high they split the sky like slit wrists, and then the stars fall like blood. We're all left with nothing but a death wish. He said, Call me by my true name. I am the child in Uganda, all skin and bone. Do you remember the rest? How about this one? America, Jesus wept. America, Jesus wept. But look at your eyes dry as the desert sands, dusting the edges of the soldiers' wedding bands. Look at your soul playing dead because your ribcage is 
Abgraheb in San Quentin in Guatemala Bay, and your heart had beaten them so many times they bleed the moon. Do you know children in Palestine fly kites to prove that they are still free? Can you imagine how that string must feel between their fingers as they kneel in the cinders of a missile heads? You cannot count. You can count the dead by the colors in the sky. The bow is breaking. The cradle is falling. Right now, a six-year-old girl is crutched in a ditch in Lebanon, wishing on falling bombs. Right now, our government is recording the test scores of black and Latino fourth graders to see how many prison beds will be needed in the year 2021. Right now, there's a man on the street outside that door with outstretched hands full of heartbeats no one can hear. He has cheeks like torn sheet music, every tear a broken crescendo falling on closed ears. At his side, there's a girl with eyes like an autumn that no one stands up for. Doctor, our insanity is not that we see people who aren't here, it's that we ignore the ones who are. Till we find ourselves scared and ashamed walking into emergency rooms at 3 a.m. flooded with pain we cannot name or explain because we are bleeding from the outside in. Skin is not impervious. Cultures built on greed and destruction do not pick and choose who they kill. Do we really believe our need for Prozac has nothing to do with Baghdad, with Kabul, with the Mexican border, and the thousands of U.S. school kids bleeding through budget cuts that will never heal to fuel war tanks. Thank God for denial. Thank God we can afford the makeup to pile on the face of it all. Look at the pretty world. Look at the smiling people and the sky with a missile between her teeth and a steeple through her heart and not a single star left to hold her. And the voices of a thousand broken nations saying, wake me, wake me, wake me when the American dream is over. Of course, we can't uh, address mental health without sharing a Sylvia Plath poem. So up next is Lady Lazarus. I have done it again. One year in every ten, I manage it. A sort of walking miracle, my skin bright as a Nazi lampshade, my right foot a paperweight, my face a featureless fine Jew linen. Peel off the napkin, oh my enemy, do I terrify. The nose, the eyes, the pits, the full set of teeth, the sour breath will vanish in a day. Soon, soon the flesh, the grave cave eight will be at home on me, and I, a smiling woman, am only thirty. And like the cat, I have nine times to die. This is number three. What a trash to annihilate each decade. What a million filaments a peanut-crunching crowd shoves in to see them unwrap my hand and foot, the big striptease gentlemen and ladies. These are my hands, my knees. I may be skin and bone. Nevertheless, I am the same identical woman. The first time it happened, I was ten. It was an accident. The second, I meant to last it out and not come back at all. I rocked shut a seashell. And they had to call and call and pick the worms off of me like sticky pearls. Dying is an art like everything else. I do it exceptionally well. I do it so it feels like hell. I do it so it feels real. I guess you could say I've had a call. 
it's easy enough to do it in a cell, it's easy enough to do it and stay put, it's the theatrical come back in broad daylight to the same place, the same face, the same brute, amused, shut, a miracle that knocks me out, there is a charge for the eyeing of my scars, there is a charge for the hearing of my heart, it really goes, and there is a charge, a very large charge for a word or a touch or a bit of blood or a piece of my hair or my clothes, so, so, hair doctor, so, hair enemy, I am your opus, I am your valuable, the pure gold baby that melts to a shriek, I turn and burn, do not think I underestimate your great concern, ash, ash, you poke and stir, flesh, bone, there is nothing there, a cake of soap, a wedding ring, a gold filling, hair god, hair lucifer, beware, beware, out of the ash I rise with my red hair and I eat men like air. I also have an Emily Dickinson poem to share. I feel like people want to assume all of her poems are about mental health, but I really don't think that's the case. Um, this one, I think, does approach the topic, um, but I don't really like that she's categorized as only being depressed because she does have a lot of whimsical poetry. She has a lot of hopeful poetry. Um, she really just, all of her work runs the gambit of life. We all have our ups and downs, and I don't like that so many people gravitate towards just the downs. This is The Soul Has Bandaged Moments by Emily Dickinson. The soul has bandaged moments when too appalled to stir, she feels some ghastly fright come up and stop to look at her. Salute her with long fingers, caress her freezing hair, sip goblin from the very lips the lover hovered over, unworthy that the thought so mean cost a theme so fair. The soul has a moment of escape when bursting all the doors, she dances like a bomb abroad and swings open upon the hours. As do the bee, delirious born, long dungeoned from his rose touch liberty then know no more but noon and paradise and the soul's retaken moments when felon led along and shackles on the plummeted feet and staples in the song and horror welcomes her again these are not braid of tongue this next one is the backyard mermaid by Mattia harvey and this is a German author who moved to um, England and then moved to Milwaukee. So I love that there are so many cultures and types of language that show up within her work. Um, and I hope you guys will appreciate as well. The backyard mermaid slumps across the bird bath, tired of fighting birds for seeds and lard. She hates those fluffed-up feathery fish imitations, but her hatred of the cat seems goes fathoms deeper. That breast is always twining about her tail, looking to take a little nip of what it considers a giant fish. Its breath smells of possible friends. She collects every baseball or tennis ball that flies into her domain to throw at the creature, but it advances undeterred, even purring. 
To add further insult to injury, it has a proper name, Furball, stamped on a silver tag on its collar. She didn't even know she had a name until one day she heard the human explaining it to another. Oh, that's just the backyard mermaid. Backyard mermaid, she murmured as if in prayer. On days when there's no sprinkler to comb through her curls, no rain pouring in glorious torrents from the gutters, no dew in the grass from her to nuzzle with her nose, not even a mud pile in the kiddie pool, she wonders how much longer she can bear this life. The front yard thud of the newspaper every morning, singing songs to the unresponsive push in the mower in the garage, wriggling under the fence after fence to reach the house floor down with the aquarium in the back window. She wants to get lost in that sad glowing square of blue. Don't you? We'll pause here to talk about today's ads. Just a reminder, everybody that gets shouted out here on the podcast is somebody that I truly believe in or is a part of the Learning to Fly community or the Sincerely Blue Jay community. And I truly believe in what they do. And I hope you guys will as well. Even checking out their page counts as support. You don't always have to buy the book or do the thing. Um, Just going to see what they're up to and sharing your support uh, of their journey is amazing. And yeah, we'll be right back. Hi, my name is Margaret. And I'm Tiara. And we have a little shop called The Little Safi Shop. You can find us both on Instagram, Etsy, and TikTok. And please continue to follow the Learn to Fly um, podcast by Sincerely Blue Jay. It's nothing but fun, laughter, and nonsense. Hi, I'm Ian Quiet. You should follow me on Patreon, Spotify, and YouTube because I'm making music, music videos, poetry, and more. Fun fact, I listen to Learning to Fly because it keeps me connected to the creative community of contemporary writers. Also check out my band, Quiet Etc. if you're a fan of chiptune, 8-bit pop, nerdcore, indie rock, and more. Up next, Little Stones at My Window by Mario Benedetti. For Roberto and Adelaide. Once in a while, joy throws little stones at my window. It wants to let me know that it's waiting for me, but today I'm calm. I'm almost, I'd almost say even tempered. I'm going to keep anxiety locked up and then lie flat on my back, which is an elegant and comfortable position for receiving and believing news. Who knows where I'll be next, or where my story will be taken into account. Who knows what advice I'll still I still might come up with and what easy way out I'll not I'll take not to follow it don't worry I won't gamble with an eviction I won't tattoo remembering with forgetting there are many things left to say and suppress and many grapes left to fill our mouths don't worry I'm convinced joy doesn't need to throw any more little stones I'm coming I'm coming this next one is the last poem that I'm going to read today. Um, and it's it's a really interesting poem, and it's going to lead us into the conversation I'm going to end today's episode with. 
And I have never actually heard of this author before, which shocks me because now that I found this, I've gone down a rabbit hole and um, I'm very excited to learn more about this author and read more of their work. But this is a short poem. This is How I Am by Jason Schinder. And I'd like to point out that this author passed away in 2008. So there are things uh, much more recent than that, that this poem makes me think of that hadn't even happened yet. Um, and I just wanted to point that out too before beginning. How I am. When I talk to my friends, I pretend I am standing on the wings of a flying plane. I cannot be trusted to tell them how I am or if I'm falling to earth weightless, weighing less than a dozen roses. Sometimes I dream they have broken up with their lovers and are carrying food to my house. When I open the mailbox, I hear their voices like the long upward winding curve of a train whistle passing through the tall grasses and ferns after the train has passed. I never got ahead of their shadows. I embrace them in front of moving cars. I keep them away from my miseries. Because to say I am miserable is to say I am like them. I would like you guys to know that when I address mental health on the podcast, when I address suicide awareness or suicide prevention, when I address my own mental health, when I address the world around me, I do not take any of those moments lightly. I do not take any of those conversations lightly. And I'll admit there are times that I don't know what to say because we're all going through these journeys in our own ways. And I don't want to say something to encourage somebody, but to hold somebody else back. Or I don't want what I say to be misunderstood or taken out of context or anything of that nature because these conversations are so important and are so valuable in our communities, especially when we talk about art. Um, And there's two very popular notions about artists. One is that they must be starving because their work is worth nothing. And the second is that they must be depressed to create and neither of those are true sure sometimes they are common but they are not absolutes and I think that that is important to reiterate as we talk about mental health um, and as we celebrate World Mental Health Day and celebrate is a funny word here because We hear celebrate and we think, oh, we're going to have a party or balloons or cake or um, get together with our loved ones. And sometimes celebrating is also about taking time with ourselves and connecting with our views and our um, experiences and who we want to be moving forward. And I think that celebrate is a really interesting word that we don't always explore as well as we could. Um, But I digress. Today, as we celebrate Mental Health Day, um, 
which is a global observation, I think that it is important that we really do check in with ourselves. And this final poem, How I Am, kind of reminds me of that. I feel like he's in a group of many, many artists and they are all depressed. And to admit that he is as well means that he's living the stereotype or means that he's validating their point that you have to be a starving artist. And I love that he thinks twice before answering how he's doing. Um, And I hope that we will all consider that we don't have to hold the truth back. We can be honest. We can say, I'm not doing so well today without it necessarily feeding or fueling these stereotypes. I also think it's important to say that we all need to be checked in on sometimes and we all need to check in on others sometimes. Um, And there are days when you can do both and there are days when you can't. Um, And I think that's really important to reiterate as well because, again, talking to a group of creatives or people who love art or people who resonate with poetry but don't write it, you are still a part of this community regardless of whether you create or not. And this is still a conversation that applies to you. And maybe you check in on your favorite creators, or maybe you check in on your friends, or maybe you go to an open mic and you really go and listen. Um, But there are many, many, many ways to participate in today's observation of World Mental Health Day. And I hope that you will take time to do that. I also want to say that there are a billion poems about mental health out there by a billion creators and a billion paintings and sculptures and um, songs and, and I can't even, like every creation you can think of by every kind of creator. Um, and I hope that you'll go and indulge yourself healthily in those works So you know where you can turn when you're not feeling your best so that you can lend a helping ear to your loved ones and your friends and your communities. Uh, But also because support is so easy to give um, and can be so genuine and can be so valuable if only we take the time to actually engage with the things that we're experiencing. And I think that's an important part of Mental Health um, Day as well, is knowing that you're not alone. Nothing you feel is only going to be felt by you. Nothing you experience is only going to be experienced by you. Um, There are billions of people out there, and many of them have been through whatever you're going through or will go through it. And maybe you can create to help them along the way. Maybe you can create to help yourself heal. Um, maybe you can engage in the work simply to show support, um, and to, to lend a helping hand and an ear and a friend. And honestly, I think that's what I wanted today's episode to be about is sharing some of these very famous works and some lesser known works and encouraging you to explore what mental health means to you and how you can support your communities. I know this is a very heavy topic to be coming back to the Learning to Fly podcast on, but I think it's an important topic. And tomorrow's episode is much more lighthearted, and I know that you guys will love it. So hopefully the two together 
create a full circle experience that you're able to immerse yourself in and take the time out of your day to truly experience. Um, If you've tuned in and you've made it this far, you guys are amazing. I hope you're having a wonderful day. I'm so thrilled to bring the Learning to Fly podcast back in full swing right out the gate. We have new cover art. We have our intro by Livy Writes Poetry, and we have plenty of amazing guests lined up. I hope you're doing well, and I hope you have a fantastic day. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Learning to Fly podcast. We'll see you again tomorrow. Thank you.